Welcome to the Melton Forge Works podcast. I'm going to take you along on my day-to-day adventures in bladesmithing and blacksmithing. I'll be talking about the people involved in the craft and the tools and the methods that go along with it. So thanks for listening. Hey there. We're back. It's 8.30 in the morning on the 14th. I believe. I think today's the 14th. Nope, it's 15th. See, I did it again. I can't keep up with my days. Anyway, I thought I would talk a little bit about the business side of knife making and or blacksmithing from a small business perspective. So, um, I was listening to the Knife Makers podcast. Um, It was called uh, Knife Talk. You guys have heard Knife Talk. And they had a question come up on one of the last episodes, and this guy was saying uh, something about when you guys opened your business, I think he was talking to people that had an LLC, which is what I have, limited liability company. And the question was something like, for those of you that have your own company, uh, LLC, did you open or did you get a line of credit when you started your business? And um, I think the answer from most of the hosts on Knife Talk was no. And um, that would be my answer as well. No, I did not get a line of credit. Um, And uh, in my small business and the way I run it, I don't think that would have been very smart. Starting out in debt uh, puts you, you know, under the gun. And some people might say, well... Yeah, that's a good thing. It makes sure that you're going to be working hard so that you pay that line of credit off as soon as, as, you, as you can, and it gives you some equipment to start with. Well, I agree with those sentiments, but I don't like the idea of having debt, you know. And uh, it, it brought up another topic that I want to talk about a little bit more, and that is the idea of whether to take deposits or payment for work up front. And um, for some of us with LLCs or companies, those companies are not our full-time job. Those companies are a side job or a part-time job. And, um, And so in those cases, you know, you can afford to do, or some of us can afford to do what I do, which is I don't take payment until the work is done and it's ready to ship. And I'm going to talk about why I do that in the next segment because now I've got to get out of the car. I'll see you in a minute. Bye. All right, I'm back. So it's still Monday the 15th and um, let's talk more about the business side or a particular aspect of the business side of blacksmithing or bladesmithing. Speaking of which, I'm in the truck. I'm on the way back from going to fill up my 100-pound propane tank that I use for my little one-burner forge. Um, It cost me almost $100 even. It was like $101 to fill that tank up, and it was almost completely empty. It took 27 gallons of propane to fill it. But that 100-pound tank will last me quite a while with my little single burner. Um, So I think the last thing that I was talking about was 
when I take money from a customer. So um, I've talked about it before on the on the podcast that I have a website with small items that I keep for sale out there. And those are items that people pay for up front. They're generally smaller items or items that I have a process down where I can make them fairly quickly. So I have a pretty quick turnaround. Um, on larger or custom items, say a knife or um, a heavier, larger hammer, those are items that I take down into an order book and uh, I keep a running list of names in that book and I work on those things and uh, get them made and shipped out to people as I, as soon as I possibly can. Sometimes that happens in a week. Sometimes it takes several weeks because, again, this isn't my full-time job. And so um, because it's not my full-time job, for those custom orders, for the larger orders or the more time-consuming orders, I do not take money up front. And here's the reason why. And this, I've had people kind of get a little agitated about this, and uh, and that's fine. They don't have to be my customer. But the reason that I don't take money up front is the minute I take money from a customer for an item, the clock is running. Meaning, they have now given me money, and so they have an expectation that they're going to get their item um, sooner than I maybe can comfortably do it given, you know, the parameters of my work life. So what I mean by that is, you know, because this is a part-time job, I'm not in the shop all the time and I have other priorities in my life, namely my, my primary career in healthcare IT, my family, um, my responsibilities to my church and to other things that I'm involved in. Um, there are other responsibilities that come before my side business. And I feel like if I take money from someone up front, it shifts my priorities. And I'm not a big fan of that. And so uh, I tell people up front that when they order something from me that goes into the order books, that I cannot give them a, a precise timeline. I try to give a general timeline, two to three weeks most of the time, and I try my best to beat that. So I want to surprise them when I can with an earlier ship date, but I don't want to give the customer uh, power over me because this is my business and this is what you know, I work on the things that that I accept. Meaning, uh, there are people that ask me to make make things, and I just say no because sometimes it's something that I don't really have an interest in making. Uh, sometimes it's things that I'm not well equipped to make, and sometimes it's just something that I just have no desire to make. And 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 that that kind of governs you know the kinds of things that I. Uh, put out there as far as work that I'm willing to accept. So anyway, to make a long story short, I don't accept money up front from people. So if you order a hammer or a knife from me, uh, and I acknowledge that that's something I'm willing to do for you, 
uh, then I will say, yes, great. I'd love to make you that thing. I will put your name down in the order list. I expect your approximate wait time to be around X, and I give a figure. Sometimes I meet that, sometimes I don't. But I always try to keep in communication with people as much as possible to let them know if that timeline is going to slip, you know, a long time. And that's happened before. I've had to tell people, hey, look, I know I told you two or three weeks, but it's going to be another two or three weeks because I've had some other things come up in my life that I can't control. Um, And if that's too long of a time for you to wait, I completely understand. I'll scratch your name off the list. Uh, No harm, no, no hard feelings, I hope. You know, thank you very much. Um, sometimes people are, are willing to wait. Sometimes they're not. And that's just that's just kind of the nature of it. So anyway, those are kind of my feelings on whether or not to take money up front. And uh, I, I know some people out there have to take money up front because of the nature of some of the things you're working on. I mean, you know, if, if you have to buy materials for a job, um, you might request half the money up front to pay for the materials. Uh, Some people like taking money up front because they don't like the idea of making something and then they go back to the customer and say, hey, here's the item I made for you. And then the customer has changed their mind because the customer didn't really have anything invested and for whatever reason they changed their mind. Um, In my experience, uh, that's happened a a few times, not very many, but when that happens, um, I just go, okay, that's fine. And I list the item for sale to the general public, you know, and, and I've, I've never had a problem selling those things that the original person chose not to buy. So, um, I'm sure there's a million other factors that go into whether or not you should take money up front, depending on the kind of business you're running. But, but for me, the, the type of side business that I'm running, this seems to work well. And it, and it allows me a degree of freedom over um, what I'm doing and when I'm doing it that keeps me interested. Um, I've talked to some guys that have taken a lot of money up front from people. You know, they take a bunch of pre-orders for things. And when you do that, you are under the gun. You have got to get those items made and you better have it done in the time that the customer expects it because your money is, their money is in your pocket. And, uh, and that does again work for some people, but for me and the way I'm doing things right now, it just does not. So anyway, I'd love to hear your feedback on that. If you guys have any ideas or opinions on, uh, whether or not that's a good, uh, particular way to do business. Uh, so far it's, it's worked out well for me. Um, so yeah, so I'm headed home to take this, uh, propane tank back to the shop I've got about a dozen different cross keychains and necklaces that I'm finishing up today. I'm going to put those in the mail. And then I've got to get a couple of hammers handled, uh, hammer heads handled and shipped out tomorrow. So that's what's going on in my world. I'll see you in the next segment. Bye. Hey, I'm back. Well, it's um, around 9 o'clock Wednesday. I think it's the 17th and I'm out for a walk. I don't know if you can hear the, uh, the noise outside. There's some bullfrogs in a pond 
not far from me to my right. Man, they're loud. All kinds of crickets. Probably some locusts. But anyway, I'm out for a walk. And I've been thinking about the uh, the business aspects again and how I do things. And uh, you know, I think I was talking in the last segment about how I don't take money up front and all that. And lately I've been thinking about my order books, you know, which is basically the list of, of potential orders that I have to work on, you know, orders that I have told people yes and taking their name down and putting it in a list. And, uh, you know, invariably between orders occasionally I make things at the anvil or I make things in the shop that are not really on an order list there are things that I just like to make uh, for example today um, I was working on a two pound or a two and a half pound rounder and I looked over in the uh, fail bucket, which is a big, it's a, it's a five-gallon bucket. Well, actually, there's a number of them, but it's a five-gallon bucket behind my forge where I throw in projects that fail. So hammers, axes, you know, other tools and jigs that I'm just not happy with or they aren't going the way I think they should. I wind up throwing them in that bucket. And uh, over the past month or two, I've been taking things out of that bucket and reworking them. So I feel like my skills in hammer forging in particular have improved somewhat within the last year. And so I've been going back to some of these things that I failed at, you know, last year or the year before and pulling them out of that bucket and then seeing what I can do with them. And so today I pulled out a cross pane that was messed up. Like the, uh, the cross pane on the back of the hammer was tilted at a really weird angle and I was having trouble fixing it. And every time I tried to fix it previously, I was causing the, the hammer eyes to, or the hammer eye to get, uh, off center or causing other problems with the cheeks of the hammer. And uh, so I wound up just throwing it in that bucket. Well, I pulled it out today and uh, I reworked it and uh, it turned out nice. It's a little lighter than it was. I think it was supposed to be like a around a three pound cross pane and it wound up being around a two pound today because I actually cut some metal off of it in order to fix it. So now I've got this two pound cross pane that no one has ordered. And uh, of course I could keep it I like it. I think it's a really cool little hammer. I think it is especially good, or it will be especially good for things like forging in uh, like integral finger guards on brute deforge style knives. It's uh, the cross pane on the back, I think would lend itself to that really well, among other things. So anyway, I've got this hammer that no one has ordered. And um, I've been trying to save up some business money for a new tool which I'll talk about later but um 
so I think I'm going to sell it, but I got to thinking about that in, in relation to this conversation that I've been having about not taking money up front and how I do my orders and things like that. And previously in the past, you know, I've, I've just taken an order list. Wow, down here, the crickets are super loud. I'm not sure if you're even going to be able to hear what I'm saying. A little ambient noise for you for a minute. But anyway, so I've been thinking of a, a new way to do things uh, in my business, and that is to um, get an email list together. And this is nothing new. Uh, I know several knife makers that do this. I have a good friend that does this. He has an email list of people uh, in his following or his audience uh, that like the things that he makes. Um, he has them subscribe to an email list and he, he doesn't spam email to them, but whenever he makes something that's not claimed, he just shoots an email out to that list and says, Hey, you know, here's this knife I made. It's not claimed. It's available right now, you know, which means there's no wait time on it. And, uh, he gets the word out about it that way. And it seems to me that that's a pretty fair way to go about it because, you know, if I, if I post something on, say, Instagram or Facebook and I say, hey, this two-pound hammer is available, <clears throat> well, you know, somebody that really might want that um, may not be online at the time. Um, and I would kind of like to... I don't know. Reward seems like a bad word, but I'd kind of like to to give those people who really want to follow what I'm doing some kind of an advantage in getting that kind of stuff from me. And so I think that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to start an email list with the idea that if you're interested in getting some hammer or tool or knife or whatever, something from me, you know, when I make things that aren't ordered, I'll shoot out an email and uh, let those people who are most interested in that kind of stuff have the first crack at it. And then obviously, if, you know, if nobody buys that thing from the initial email campaign, uh, then I'll post it online, you know, and say, hey, this is up for grabs. But Anyway, that's just something I've been thinking of, and I know a lot of guys use a program called MailChimp, I think, um, to do that kind of stuff, and um, I've talked to a couple of guys about it, and they, you know, they say that it works real well as long as you don't spam your your email list. You know, that's a, that's a quick way to get people to unsubscribe or to, uh, to not want to follow you, is if you shoot them a bunch of spam they don't want to hear, and so... I think I'm going to look in that direction and uh, go that route for these kinds of things that I make that aren't actually requested items. But uh, let's see, other than that two pound cross pain, in the last few days, a couple days, I've been able to get that big machete I was working on. I got it heat treated and tempered. It's completely done. All I got to do is forge or grind the bevels in and put a handle on it. 
and then uh, let's see I made another two and a half pound rounder and uh, about a three and a half pound rounder I think it is it's a bigger hammer and um, so I got to get handles on all those I still haven't put the handle on that war axe that I made the uh, spiked war axe so I'm gonna get that done too and that'll probably take up the next couple of days uh, of my shop time so anyway I think I'm gonna wrap this episode and this business talk up um, with this segment so I think I'll end it here and see you next time thanks bye Okay, well, it's Saturday uh, the 20th. I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Keep those comments and questions coming in. I, I'm getting a lot of questions and comments on Instagram and Facebook uh, about the content of the podcast. I really enjoy interacting um, in that way. So keep those coming. Feel free to ask questions. I'm always glad to answer when I can. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.